And welcome to the Indie Writer Podcast, where we talk all things writing and indie publishing. We are talking today with our guest authors, uh, Mia Manansala, Kelly Garrett, and Manju Sony, or MJ Sony, as she will be writing when she writes her mystery thrillers that will be coming out. And you will hear all about that shortly here. Today, we are talking about Pitch Wars. And Pitch Wars is a unique thing that happens every year it's like a kind of like a contest but it's also like a community thing on twitter and i have just been really fascinated by it so i wanted to invite these wonderful women because they have been involved with it so why don't you guys tell us um kelly since you're involved with it on the administrative level would you mind talking a little bit about it and what it is Sure. Um, so the short version is that Pitch Wars is an online mentoring program uh, for writers and a novelist. And it what it does is it pairs more experienced authors who usually have agents or or book deals um, or are work in the industry uh, with an unagented author who and they spend three months uh, revising the person's manuscript for a uh, agent showcase where they get to kind of show off a pitch about their book in the first page of the book, you know, but also they um, can query the book in, as well. And mm-hmm. so Brenda Drake started Pitch Wars in 2012. This will be our 10th Pitch Wars because she used to do two a year. Um, wow. Yeah. So we've had over 400 success stories. Um since Brenda started it, you know, um, I think I figure all three of us are considered to be success stories. Um, for sure. Children of Blood and Bone. That's a success story. That was a Pitch mm-hmm. Wars novel. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. The Kiss Quotient, Quotient. was a Pitch Wars. It was a Pitch Wars novel. Um, Baby Teeth was a Pitch Wars novel. Mm-hmm. My book was a Pitch Wars novel, you know, and so Kristen LaPianca's First book, Roxanne Murray book, uh, The Last Place You Look was a Pitch Wars novel. So we've had over 400 success stories. Just a really an amazing program. And so now it happens once a year um, in September. And we have about 115 mentor slash mentor teams this year. So we'll have 115 mentees this year. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. And it is very hard to get in. I... I did it last year and I did not get in, but I was just so cool to be participate in all the different community things and do talk with the mentors and just see, I know I listened to one podcast, Kelly, that you were on and I just got so excited driving in my car. It was like (laughs) all day, like today. And um, it's, I think it's just exciting for writers just to know about, even if it's not something that you participate in. Yeah, it's 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 amazing. If you go on Twitter and you do the Pitch Wars hashtag, um, P-I-T-C-H-W-A-R-S, you will see there's a whole community of people. It's not just our mentors. People make friends on the hashtag. And we mm-hmm. have different things. We have a forum. We're doing video chats. We have an Ask Mentor. So it's really 
we always say it's about the community, you know, and I think people think we just say that to make you feel better if you don't get in, but it really is that as someone who has, you know, was a mentee and got my agent through it and my book got published and has been mentoring since 2015, I really Mm -hmm. think the best thing about it is are the people I met, you know, like Manju and Mia who have become friends, you know, and um, that to me is the best thing about Pitch Wars, so. That's awesome. Why don't each of you tell our listeners a little bit about how you learned about Pitch Wars, how you decided to apply, how that all went for you. So um, can I go first? To go first? I'll, I'll yeah. do this, Kelly. I'll just go first because I'm the oldest, the oldest of the group. <laughs> um, so I finished my mystery novel, which would become Hollywood Homicide, in a 2014 and I was on Sisters in Crime, which is in an organization mm-hmm. for mystery writers. They have a group called Guppies. And someone posted in Guppies like, hey, there's this Pitch Wars program. And I was like, okay, that sounds cool. My book's done. I don't have an agent. So I applied and I forgot about it. And so I did not take part in the community. And I actually had forgotten about it. And my friend messages me. And she's like, you made it. You're a Pitch Wars mentee. And I was like, wait, what? And that that was 2014. And that was pretty much before Pitch Wars had really kind of really blew up and become this big thing, you know, um, that it is now, you know, like I got, I think I had one request. I think the most requests that an adult Minty had in Agent Showcase was like four or something like that. Like that was a lot. And now you have people who get like 50, you know, so I'm kind of, I feel like I'm like one of those OGs, even though I'm not even an OG OG that before it blew up, like I've been around. So that's how I got involved in it. And then after I, um, got my min- my agent, Michelle Richter, with Fuse from it, I became a mentor in 2015. So, and I've been mentoring every year since then. So. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and I guess I'm next in line with that. Yeah, um, yes. Because <laughs> uh, I actually found out through Kelly. So in 2017, I won the Malice Domestic Grand Order. Malice Domestic, if, for those who don't know, is... Um, a mystery convention dedicated to um, like traditional mysteries, you know, so like amateur sleuth code, not only cozies, but you know, that's a big part of it. Um, you know, less hard boiled type stuff. So I won mm-hmm. a grant based on the opening chapters of like my then work in progress. Um, I gave a speech and at like the Agatha at the awards banquet that night, I met Kelly. Uh, who's it, was amazing. it was a great speech. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't because like I old, like I met her. I was like, oh, wow, this is so great. You know, another, you know, writer of color who's writing traditional mystery. But we, we didn't get to talk very long. And but um, but we connected on social media and we started chatting through Twitter and Facebook. And she was like, have you heard of Pitch Wars? I was like, no, I have not. <laughs> so she sent me all the information and I was like, oh, this is so perfect because like my book wasn't finished. Like I don't work well without an outside deadline. I'm like, this gives me something to strive for. So I will finish my manuscript just so I could apply to this thing. Even if I don't make it in, the point is I finally finished something because that was my very first novel ever. I finished, I applied, I became super involved um, with the community um, and then one of the friends that I made through the, like the, the Twitters and the, the, the pitch wars forum actually like DM to me. She's like, did you see? And I was like, what? <laughs> like I was on, I was like on a field trip <laughs> with my students and she sent me like the screenshot and I was like, ah, I was inside like the federal money museum and I was like <laughs> freaking out. And I was like, all right, all right, students look at the rest of the exhibits. And I'm here like on Twitter mess everyone. Like it was so great. That is awesome. I love that story. <laughs> 
Smia didn't mention that I was her mentor, and so uh, I actually, yeah. <laughs> uh, I actually was stalking her for months. Where like the other mentors were like, they literally like Kelly picked her mentee like in June. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like you know, of course, like I didn't want to like assume like oh, it's in the bag. Kelly showed interest in me. I know, right. you know, like she didn't owe me anything. She was just like, oh, I, you know, your story sounds interesting. Make sure to submit it to me. I was like, okay. Obviously, I submitted to other mentors. You know, I made friends. I worked on other things. So when she did choose me, I was like, oh, oh, cool. You really meant that. (laughs) (laughs) So is that the book that you sold? No, that book, it got me an agent. Uh, That agent and I have since parted ways. Um, I haven't given up on it yet. I just put it aside now. The second book I wrote is the one that got me my deal. Great. That's awesome. And we will ask you more about that mm-hmm. in a little bit. But uh, Manju, why don't you tell us how you got involved in Pitch Wars? Yeah. Um, thank you, Carrie. Um, I, um, I I had heard about it. I think first I had read Tomi Adeyemi's Children of Blood and Bone, and she okay. had written a blog post about it. And she's like, you must apply. And that was the very first I heard about it. And then I joined Crime Writers of Color and that's when Kelly said to all of us newbies, like, you guys got to apply for this. You really must. And I looked at it and I'm like, I'm never going to get in. You know, there's like so many applicants. I'm never going to get in. But I sent in the application and then I kind of, I didn't forget about it, but, you know, I, I just didn't expect much. Excuse me. And then um, I went to Boshikon and um, I met Kelly for the first time and she looked at me really weirdly. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm, not really cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, why is she looking at me so strange? And then there were all these other people whom I, I was meeting, you know, sisters in crime people and other pitch wars people. And they were all looking at me very strangely. <laughs> and I learned the very next day that in fact, they had chosen Kelly had chosen Kelly and Mia had chosen me. Mia wasn't at Boshakon at that mm-hmm. uh, on that time okay. this last year, yeah. but they all knew who I was, and I had no idea who everyone else. <laughs> so was. I, it was so funny, like because me and I were mentoring together, and like Manju was like sitting like two rows in front of me at a panel. <laughs> like I see her, Mia. She's sitting in front of like I was like literally stalking her the entire time. <laughs> I was so just like Kelly was sending me message through like Facebook Messenger, like probably, like with the pictures, like look who I just. Like, does she know yet does she know and then she's like no she has no idea and I'm like oh. it was, I think and we weren't the only one I think uh Lane Fargo and Hallie Sutton are their mentors and their uh their mentee Heather Levi was there too so she got to like it was really cool when you got to meet like talk to them in person versus just like hearing about it on online so i think i saw that yeah i think i remember seeing that on twitter i get major like fear of missing out from Balchercon and malice anymore because i just with my kids i haven't been able to go as much yeah it's hard and i'm like oh when, when covid's over i'm going to go back to a conference and <laughs> we are all going to have a drink yeah. so um that's awesome i'm so glad to hear that and i'm glad that you're that everyone is involved in sisters in crime and crime writers of color. That's great. So, so why don't we talk a little bit about the process? So it's a mentoring program and you, Kelly and Mia had a lot of manuscripts to look at probably. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So how did that go? (laughs) 
I mean, I feel like the K is like staying, yeah, like, like we stay organized. We love a good spreadsheet. Yay, me too. Like, like we talk, and then like the adult mentor thing is like the spreadsheet is everything. Um, So like when it comes to us personally, you know, we document like all the, 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 the submissions that come in, you know, we have like sections for like, we can't, we, you know, we all read it. Um, we have like, yes, no's, strong maybes, regular maybes. And we just kind of work out a system to make sure that we read everyone's submission. We give everyone the time they deserve and then mm-hmm. figure out where our perfect intersection is, you know, because, because we're a team. So, you know, like I might read something and be like, I love this. This is so me, but I know it's not Kelly. Right. Mm. And it's not and it's not fair to her and it's not fair to the mentee, to, you know, so like so we have to have those kinds of conversations as well. So I, I do want to say that we um, we when it comes to submitting to pitch wars, it's kind of very similar to submitting to an agent on purpose where you you submit um, a query letter and the first chapter of your work. And you fill out a form and you submit it to four different mentors. You have to decide, just like with an agent, you have to decide who you want to submit it to. And that's based on reading wish list, which will be up, I think, next weekend. September 12th is when our wish list go up, where you can see what every mentor wants. Okay. And so um, and so once you do that and that's done, then we get to see our submissions, which is what Mia was talking about. So, um, And we have to go through all of them. And it, it, is, it is tricky because, you know... You have to like read the query letter and read the chapter. And then also kind of, if you like them, you do talk to them and ask them more questions. So, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. I guess I kind of skipped over the whole submission process. That's kind of important. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not just magically appear. (laughs) Is one of like the best parts, like for like, even if you don't get yours, it really does prepare you for what to expect in the publishing industry is, which is one of the greatest things, you know, because you don't know what you don't know. And this really prepares you for that. You know, like Kelly said, like those wish lists, it's just like researching an agent, right? Yeah. Just like, you know, you don't want to pull an agent out of the hat because they might not be the right fit for you. Same thing with mentors. We have our own specialties. We have our own strengths. We have our own styles, yeah. you know, and you yeah. want to find the person that works right for you. Yeah. Um, you have to know what, you know, like an eye catching query, right? Cause you write a query letter the way you would for an agent. You have to have a really interesting first chapter because if you don't draw us in right away, we're not going to want to request your full just the way an agent and editor would. We make right. you write a synopsis. We get like, yeah, you do have synopsis. and I like, look, if you're going to have to write a dreaded synopsis, it is good to get, you know, that, um, practice in now. You know, when it's a little bit low stakes than when you're like really out there pitching to agents and editors. That's the, the goal is to have you, prepare you to uh, be in publishing. So yeah, and that definitely did that for me, even though I didn't get chosen at the time that I was preparing query letters at the same time as I was applying for pitch wars. So it really did help quite a bit, and having that synopsis. Whew. Not my favorite thing about I hate, writing. I hate synopsis. I hate them so much. <laughs> Me too. I've rewritten mine like six times at this point. Um, so yeah, so that and that was like the fun part of you know anticipating what the next thing was. So reading all of the mentors' wish lists. So you said September 12th of this year. I think that's I, it. I should look. That's the date, I think. It is I, September 12th. Yes, that's yeah. when it goes live. I will double check. 
we have Indeed. different dates for mentors than we do for everyone else. So I'm like, <laughs> that's the date, right? I don't want to give you guys the wrong date. Yeah. So it sounds like from my timeline that this podcast will be aired um, October 13th. Oh, okay, that's after. So, so it'll be a little while. Yeah. Um, where in the timeline will we be by then? Let me look. When will um, then be now? By then, the, the submission window will already be closed and will be. Okay. Because the, the wish list go live September 12th. I have the, the schedule in front of me. Like, I'm, I'm not so good. I have everything off the top of my head. <laughs> so the, the wish list go live the 12th. The submission window opens from September 27th to the 29th. Oh, boy. Maybe I can see about getting this podcast mm-hmm. moved up. Yeah. yeah, that'd be great. When you're listening to this, you you... I have no idea what day it will be when people are listening to it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to make a note to see if we can get it moved up. Yeah, because the mentees are announced November 7th. So we okay. want to give ourselves like, um, at, you know, just over a month, read through the submissions and, and get through everything. So the submission window is September 27th, 27th. to the 29th. All right. Sorry, listeners, I'm typing. I just was typing all that. <laughs> but yeah, this is, I'll see if I can do that. Because I definitely want our listeners to hear this stuff before they apply for Pitch Wars, that the timing makes more sense. So wish lists will be going up soon. Um, so yeah, so then the window opens and it's just the three days. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's really important because people who are really serious about it will have it on their calendar and be ready to go. We get like 35. I don't know what's going to happen this year with COVID and the pandemic, mm-hmm. but last 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 couple of years, we've got about 3,500 submissions. Wow. Um, so we, we purposely make it like three days just to kind of not necessarily like keep it down, but just the idea of just kind of just getting it done with and then giving yeah. we want to give our mentors as much time as possible to read it because if you like for instance if you're an adult sci-fi or fantasy mm-hmm. mentor you're going to get um you're going to get hundreds of submissions you know wow. like I know someone who got 400 and if you're in, especially also in YA um mm. you're going to get a lot and I've had over 100 before you know and I don't know how many we had last year but so you get a good number of submissions. You want to really give them enough time to read everything, you know, because people yeah. put so much time and effort into submitting to it that we want to give, make sure that your submission is seen right. and read. So so even though the, the, the submission period is really short, it's really a good thing because it gives us more time to read it. Yeah, I like that. It's kind of <laughs> like when I teach my, my uh, online class for Kent and I – tell them everything has to be turned in by a certain date so that I can grade it. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So you had your spreadsheet and you went through everything and checking through to, you know, just to label everything. And then do you narrow it down then to a certain number that you ask for a full? Yeah, so different mentors, every mentor has a different process. You know, okay. some people will ask for partials. 
Um, some will ask for a ton of partials, a ton of full. Me okay. and I tend to ask for fulls, and we don't ask for a lot. I think we asked for about like five last year, Mia. Yeah, I think like max. That's okay. the most we've yeah. ever asked for. Mm-hmm. You know, and then also what we'll do is when we email asking for the full, we do ask a lot of questions, as I'm sure Mondry yeah. remembers, where it's like, oh, have, <laughs> you que- have you queried this before? You know, what's your experience? Have you queried before? You know, what's this, that? What would you, the key thing is for me is what would you, what do you think needs the most work on this mm. book? And what would you not change? Mm. And the not change to me is the most important question because if we're reading your book and we think this issue needs to be changed and I already know that you're not going to change it, then we're not going to probably work well together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know? And so that to me is key is kind of getting to know um, the person and to see what they're open to. You know, a lot of times they'll be like, Oh, I'll change anything. And of course no one ever really means that. <laughs> you know, so I really appreciate when someone will straight up be like, I don't want to change X, Y, Z, you know? So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's tough. So, you know, you're trying to find not only the book that you're super excited about, but the person behind the book that you're. Yes, it's someone you you want to, you're going to spend three months with this person. And it's a very intimate relationship, you know, where like Wanju and I would talk, like, especially in the beginning, we talked every day, Mm. you know, and me Mm. and I were, was my mentee, we talked every day. And so you want to make sure it's someone you can work with. Yeah. Because I hate to say, like, that's, like, the worst thing is when, like, both of you, you realize, like, oh, I don't like my mentor. And then Demetrius like, I don't like my mentee. That's not a – that's not good, you know? Like, you don't want that. <laughs> and so you want to you wanna try to avoid that. And I, I'm not – I'll be honest because I'm always the most blunt person that there are times when you might have the most talent, like, the most amazingly talented person with the most amazing book that you can see um, – how you can help it. But if that person, they, they have an attitude like that. I don't want to work with. I'm not going to pick that person, mm-hmm. you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. Because well, we pick people like, like books that we love, but also people whose careers we want to nurture. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like again, sure. it, it's, it's an intense three month period. And you know, like we like, like emotions are high on the mentee side because you know all of us have been mentees before so we know the pressure we know the time crush we all have lives we all have expectations you know for many of us we're going in like oh my god this is it it's finally happening for me so on the mentee side they have that on the mentor side you know this is this is volunteer work yeah you know we're not getting paid we're doing this because we care we're doing this because it means so much to us to find this you know uh, individual who we who we believe in their talent, we believe in what they have to say, and even if this is not the book that gets them somewhere, we know they have what it takes to make a career, and we want to make sure that they have the tools, the support system, you know, the processes to handle these kinds of things. And you know, I, like we don't send them an email, be like, "This is what we think you need to fix." Okay, goodbye. Let us know if you have mm-hmm. questions. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, like literally, like especially in the beginning hours like every day you know through chats and texts and things like that a lot of back and forth work yeah not everybody yeah. works that way but kelly and i in particular we we are more hands-on mentors mm-hmm. and do you ask them about that what you find those last few people ask them what if they are more hands-on uh, uh workers we- our wish list usually goes through what our process is, and we okay. basically explain that we'll be in the beginning. We are hands on, and that we will 
our process is normally we'll re rebreak the story like um mm-hmm. figure out the plots again and usually I'm the one who does that and then they'll go and write by act and then Mia will read each act and give notes line edits on that okay and then um they'll do another pass I'll give line edits on that um but they also get a big edit letter to start off with as mm-hmm. well which is a requirement for all mentors to give edit letters um so it, it's it's a it's a process and they they know and I also I do think and I'm sure Manju and Mia can talk about this too I don't think people realize how much work it is and how much stress it is to be a mentee, <laughs> to have to rewrite. When I, I think when I was a mentee, we only had two months. Mm-hmm. And then um, the year I was a managing director when I gave them four months. And then mm-hmm. now we've kind of settled on three months because four months is probably a little too long. But, you know, it's it's a lot. I always tell my mentees, I'm like, say goodbye to your significant other. They're going to personally <laughs> hate me. There's going to be times, like, there's going to be times that you are going to hate me. <laughs> and that's totally fine, you know, but hopefully at the end of the process, you have a book that you're proud of and you learn some skills that you, you can take on for the rest of your career, hopefully. Yeah, it is an intense, with all the editing that I've been doing lately, I totally understand it's yeah. it's intense. And um, I, I love the concept of breaking and re-breaking the story, but in practice, it is so painful. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So why don't, Manju, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about your book and then Mia and Kelly, if you want to talk about like what stood out about it and why you chose it. Okay. Um, so my book is um, a, a kind of Harlan Coben style domestic suspense story. And um, it's about a family doctor who also is the county coroner for her small town. Mm-hmm. And um, her husband is killed in a hit and run, and um, she wants to find out who who did this. And uh, but she has two children. Her mother in law has moved in, mm-hmm. um, and and you know the mother in law is helpful, but uh, but like a lot of mothers in law, <laughs> like kind <laughs> of uh, a bit much. Um, but but as my protagonist kind of investigates further, she unearths a much deeper conspiracy and. Um, it kind of draws her family in a little bit as well. Mm. She has a really cute dog called Chaos. <laughs> yeah, I love this dog more than I love my own dog because <laughs> my own dog is a Shiba Inu and she's like a serious diva, you know. she. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Shiba Inus are just like so high and mighty and... So I created a fictional <laughs> dog just who will love me. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my story. And I remember hearing your pitch or reading your pitch on um, when the mentees were announced and being like, oh, I want to read that book so bad. <laughs> oh, nice. So so what stood out about the book to you? It's probably the same thing, similar things. Um, just the concept of a doctor as an amateur sleuth. At least that was what stood out to me. All right. Yes, Kelly, what stood out to you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, I think because you, you said the Harlan Coben thing, I think obviously Amanda has a really amazing voice. It's an own voices book, you know, and I mm-hmm. think especially um, you can tell like there's so much, so much cultural elements in the mm-hmm. book as well that I you don't see because you, a lot of you know the thrillers or domestic thrillers are 
are white women, you know, who are like, like looking at, you know, look, their baby's missing. And so I right. think we really liked that. It was just a really amazing story, period. Plus the fact it was own voices and it was so culturally, culturally rich. Mm-hmm. To me, those were the two things I think that stood out to me um, too. So. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like at the heart of like, it's, it's a story of grief, you know, and it's, it's a story mm-hmm. of like, to what lengths will you go to, you know, like to cope with your grief, to find out what truly happened to this person that you loved and, and how does it change you? You know, like maybe you start off with the best of intentions and then some of the decisions you make along the way, who are you at the end? Yeah. Yeah, so that I is... found I found that fascinating. Some of the questions, some of the choices uh, that the character had to make. Yeah, that's that's intense when it's not only <clears throat> amateur sleuth, but it's the person is digging into that kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's it's so intensely personal. Yeah, I lo- and I love that kind of mystery. Mm-hmm. I love a mystery that just has those extra dimensions to it. And I can't wait to read it. <laughs> oh, I, I can't wait to get it out there. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet. How long have you been working on this book? Well, I submitted it um, to my agent and um, she um, sent it out on subs. We got some, uh, we actually got an offer, but then we both decided that we were going to rework the book. Um, mm. because we got a lot of good feedback from other editors and we mm. thought that we could make it a better book. Um, so I've been reworking it for the last few months and yeah. added, um, yeah, a few interesting dimensions. It's still the same story, but just, uh, mm-hmm. just some more mystery and, um, yeah, I, th- I think it's way better. So good. I'm sure Kelly and Mia will be surprised to know how <laughs> I changed it. <laughs> So it's still just when you think you're done, you're not done. Yeah, <laughs> never, it's never ending. Yeah, I, I think I got to apply yeah. that eighty twenty rule now and say, okay, <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, I hear you. I'm on. I've rewritten my first two books so many times. I just can't even. Don't even want to talk about it anymore. Um, so, so during that process, you know, of of rewriting it, and, you know, and and doing everything, what was the I mean, without revealing too much about it, I don't want to spoil it for people, but what was like, what was your biggest revelation about it during the process? During the pitch was process? Mm-hmm. Like, what did you realize you had to change or, or fix? Or did you have to move scenes around? Did you have to completely rewrite whole scenes? Um, how, how did the plot change? I'm fascinated by that that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I went into Pitch Wars thinking, I have the perfect book. I'm not sure <laughs> that anything's going to really change. <laughs> and, and then I think the one of the most uh, amazing things that um, I did with Kelly, particularly at the beginning, was the, both Kelly and Mia kind of made me summarize each of my chapters uh, or each scene virtually in okay. like one or two sentences. And it was amazing. I could, you know, in one at one glance, see where the, the story just, you know, got cold, where, mm. 
you know, there was, it didn't make sense. There was just, Oid Wade was dragging along so much. And uh, mm. that was like a very revealing, um, uh, you know, exercise. But also at the end of it, I had a kind of very good outline to work from. Um, and then I started writing and um, I think, so the first the first uh, sections I sent to Kelly and then Kelly sent me her comments back and I reworked mm -hmm. them and sent them to Mia next. So we kind of did that act by act and um, okay. I kind of worked out a schedule for us. Uh, I gave them, I kind of decided I need to take control of this timing a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I worked out like, you have five days to review it, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, but like, because we had a really good outline to start with, um, I felt like the, the, the story became much more organic and the characters kind of, I felt much more connected to the characters. Oh, good. Good. So, and well, I think she's. I it, you have to come into it with an open mind because me in particular, I'm super tough. Like, <laughs> um, like I'm like, well, especially during the process of trying to figure out the story, rebreak it. It's always like, why? Like, I'm always like, why does this have to happen? Why? Why? You know, Maju mm -hmm. took it. My favorite thing was we worked in a Google Doc. <laughs> and like I would put like she would work on it, and I'd like put my really annoying notes in it, and like she responds, and she goes. Now that I've, I've eat, eaten dinner, I'm okay now to answer this. And I was like, okay, well, I'm glad that <laughs> you had to eat before you could answer, like address my, my, my mean note, I guess. So she wasn't hangry anymore. Right. <laughs> That's yeah. what I was thinking. That's <laughs> I, I actually kept all of both Kelly and Mia's notes. Um, Kelly's notes are so entertaining. Because <laughs> <laughs> they like, she'll be like, why is she doing this? Where are the cops? Or she's like, you can see she's like so into the story and she's like, cannot understand why my protagonist is looking out there doing this nonsense. And and so it was like very entertaining. But there was one time when I was hungry and, and I, I looked at her notes and I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> and I was really getting, I was replying to her and I was getting a little crabby. And uh, so... I went, I said, I got to take a break. <laughs> so it became what a thing that? with us where I had to make sure I had enough to eat before I yeah. I'm not apologizing for that either. Not no, apologizing. Not at all. I, I, I feel like that's actually like good advice in general. Before you read an edit letter or feedback or from anyone on your right, maybe you've had something to eat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Never read Make hangry. Sure. Yeah, because yeah. it's just not that it's not going to be a good experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> so Kelly and Mia, like I, when I was conceiving this podcast, I kept thinking of, you know, the three of you as a unit, kind of like as you guys as the mentors and um, Manju as the mentee, but that was just for this past year. So both of you have been mentees yourself. And mm -hmm. I guess I just didn't really think of that. So how was your experience as mentees? God, mine was such a long time ago. Um, <laughs> mine was good. Um, this is going to be funny. I didn't really have a lot of plot <laughs> changes I had to make. I think I probably had an easier time. It was more kind of looking at each scene and kind of her figuring out the scenes. You know, I think the plot was pr pretty solid. I think the biggest one of the biggest things we did I originally had a um had a prologue in there 
And she's like, this, you don't need this prologue, you know? So I kind of got rid of that. So my process, um, and it was lucky because I think I only had two months. So it wasn't as bad as other people's were, mm-hmm. um, you know, because my my um, mentor was Sarah Henning, who has moved on to YA and writes really great, okay. like YA contemporary romance and um, and, to, and uh, spec <laughs> fiction. So, okay. so that was my process. Um so I'm sure Mia will tell you about hers, which was me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Kelly was my mentor back in 2017. And um, it was, yeah, because like, like Manju said, like uh, in the beginning, like to break the story, we outline like scene by scene, beat by beat. And it's like amazing when you see how much like just fluff is in there. Like when you break mm-hmm. it down to what each thing is and it was like so hard because like I write humorous mysteries, right? Like for me, it's so much easier to lean into the joke than it is mm-hmm. to dig down into like to the emotional part. Mm-hmm. And like so many times she's like, again, like, why is this here? What is the <laughs> point? Like, cause you have to ask like, what is the point of the scene? And if I like, if my response is like, because it's funny, <laughs> like then just like okay like so much of that sheet was literally like protagonist talks to this person and it's just like why like are is she getting information are there clues mm. there is she investigating it's like no it's just fun banter i really like this and and like you know <laughs> and so you know like so so much of that was having it um like i re- like mine was two and a half months uh the time that we had i rewrote mm-hmm. it like three times two thirds of the story. I removed a subplot, a character who was originally alive in my, you know, OG version dies in the, you know, other version I took out like, and it's so funny because like, so what Kelly said, like when we ask like, what will you absolutely not change? One of the things that like, there was a particular, there was like, there was a sex scene and I was like, I think this should stay. And she's like, well, I mean, I can't make you change it, but <laughs> but how about you know we we start with this and then and like and then as like as the revisions happened naturally as like the story started really taking shape based on the character and not just what I thought was funny, I got to that point where that scene happened and I was like, she's right, mm-hmm. ugh, mm. ugh, <laughs> ugh, Kelly's right, and I was so mad about it, but I was like, you know what, just be so like I I, I want readers to know that. Don't become so stuck on something because you think it should be there. Yeah. And, and like, you have to look at, like, is it really doing story? In the original mm-hmm. version, it, it actually did have a point. Like, there was a reason that scene was there, but it mm-hmm. no longer fit in the revised one. And, like, trying, I kept trying to jam it and force it and, like, rewrite the scene to make it fit. And it just no longer did. Mm. So I think I think that's something that a lot of writers do. I think what Crystal Bianco was my mentee in 2015, my first ever mentee. Mm. And it was similar where you've worked on a story for such a long time. <laughs> you think something has to be a certain way because you've mm-hmm. you, you've had it that way in your brain for the amount of time you've worked on it. Yeah. You know, and it's always kind of like, well, does it really have to be that way because of the story or just because that's what you're used to? You right. know, and even with my own writing. I will look at something and I'll go, let me just play with this. I'll say like, just play with this and say, let's say instead of A happening, let's have B happen and just play with what happens if B happens. (laughs) And if it doesn't work, you go back to A, but at least play with it. And I think even for me, I find that I I open up new possibilities by going with B or just even thinking about B. So, yeah. And then you have to rewrite all those other scenes to make it go with me. But it's a it's a better it's a better book. I know you're right. (laughs) right. I know. 
I hear you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I don't want to keep you guys on forever, but let's, can we briefly touch on um, the agent showcase? And then we can talk about your work. And so that you guys can tell our listeners what you do. Sure. So the agent showcase takes place over a week in February. I don't know the exact dates on there. Hold on. Let me see. Actually, I have to pull it up. It takes place. It starts February 10th through the 15th. Um, And what happens is every mentee who decides to be in the showcase, they will get their own page on a special uh, showcase site on the Pitch Wars uh, website. And you get 350 words, maybe 300 words to have a pitch and also the beginning of your book. And then what agents do is they'll go through each page. And if they want to read more, they will make a comment on it. Uh, Comments are hidden because they used to not be hitting. And it caused Mm -hmm. a lot of drama because you'd have some people like Tommy, her year, she got like, um, Tommy got like the most ever, which is like 30, which now is not close to being the most ever. And unfortunately, (laughs) some people will get none. They'll, we call that zero mm. request club. And I was Aww. happy to say we, we haven't had a zero request club in a couple of years, but um, you know, so it causes a lot of anxiety to have, to have the public, the public uh, comment. So now they're hidden. And so the, well, the mentor finds out and they'll tell their mentee. Um, and then after the showcase is over, you just submit, you send out whatever the agent asked for. And then also you query too, like normal. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's not just the be all end all like it's over yay everyone yeah mm-hmm. and an it, agent. It, it's gotten bigger and bigger and we used to invite agents and now we don't anymore any agent okay. who wants to sign up and again it's it's your career you have to research and you have to decide it's not you don't have to send to that agent just because they mm-hmm. requested you just you have to do your own research and you have to decide as the mentee if you want to send to them you know yeah. so like I, said, I my year i think i got one i think i got two request i think mia had maybe like 13 or something which was like by like a really good number for her year mm. i don't remember mine but you had a good number too mm. um i had 19 yes yeah, wow. like, yeah so that's yes but uh <laughs> on, only one yes <laughs> um, but that's all you need one but that's you all you need stop. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i think with this book that i it was querying i think i queried like 25 so it's not yeah. too bad you had, you yeah. had a very let's a low number some yeah. people do yeah some people do like hundreds yeah yeah so, less, so yeah that's that's great that you had 19 and and you found the one that is a yeah. match yeah so and that's awesome. it's worked out really well but like it just made me realize that you know i think i think a lot of times we lose hope and who knows? Maybe it's that, you know, you set out, you send out 20 and, and then you give up or, and it might've been that number 21. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's, that was, that was something I learned. It's like, you just got to keep at it. Yeah. And you have to find the right person. Mm-hmm. I think i I feel personally lucky that I've been involved in sisters in crime for so yeah. long mm-hmm. that I've heard the stories from, my friends who are in my chapter about just, you know, not working well with an agent, then having to let that agent go and find another mm-hmm. agent. Like, it's not just, it's not like a magic bullet when, you know. No, it's not. It's, there's no like method to any madness involving publishing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I wish people would realize that 
it, there's, it's not like a, I don't know, like a career in law where you're like, okay, I'm going to get my degree and I'll go to a law firm. And if I work really hard in 10 years, I'll be partner. It does not work right. like that. You know, you could be a <laughs> you could be a success tomorrow and it could take you 10 years to be a success. And you just have to realize that you, the only thing you can control is the writing. You can control nothing mm-hmm. else in your career, but what you write. So. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like for me, you know, like I got a, like, again, for my year for adult, you know, I got a high amount of requests. I got several offers from there, but the agent that I signed with, I got through querying, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, With that particular agent, we were on sub with that, my pitch was novel for over like a year and a half. And then we, and then we parted ways because um, what was working back when we first signed was no longer working there, you know, um, again, amicable split. It was mutual on both sides. Um, And so I'm on my second agent right now, you know? And, you know, a lot of people, like, they think once I get into pitch wars, once I get that agent, once right. they, they just think there's that magic moment that once they get this one thing, that things will fall in line. Yeah. And it's not, you know. Right. And I think even the indie authors who are listening to this might, that might make them feel good about what they're doing, too, because there's no right way to be an author. Mm-mm. And I feel this, I totally hear you on that. Like, i I just kept beating myself up. Like, why don't I have a book contract yet? Why don't I have an mm-hmm. agent? Why don't I have this? Why don't I have that? And it was just the the work that had to be done mm-hmm. to make it happen. So um, Pitch Wars is a great way to get yourself kind of immersed in that world. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's, I, a, it's a good way to make a place to make mistakes. That's yeah. how I view it. You know, you make these mistakes during pitch wars and then hopefully you don't make them with your, when you have your agent or your editor, you know, <laughs> hopefully you've learned like the patience as needed or, or even how to deal with certain things because right. I think the idea of, I do think the thing about pitch wars is it starts off, everyone, all the mentees are the same where no one has an agent and they're all working really hard. And then as soon as showcase happens, people start diverging paths, you know, and Mm. some people will have, like I said, one or two requests. Some will have 50, you know, the one who has 50 might not get an agent, but the one who has one or two might get an agent in a book deal in two weeks, you know, and, and, and then the book might be really big or it might not like, it's just, it's to start diverging and it's very easy to get jealous. And I, I mean, I've been in career, my career for what, three or four years and I still get jealous of other people, but you just, it's how you handle it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think that's one thing you have to learn really early on in your career is how you're going to handle rejection, how you're going to handle re- jealousy, how you're going to handle so many different elements of publishing. Yeah. You know, and there's certain people, I hate to say it, and they're, I see them, and I go, you're never going to be happy in your career unless you like, you know, you could be the next Stephen King. You're still not going to be happy. I can yeah. just tell by the way that you're reacting to everything now. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. But you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you're absolutely right. Uh, well, let's let's talk about what's next for each of you. So, Mia, I know you have a book coming out that I'm excited to hear more about. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. So, my debut uh, novel, Arsenic and Adobo, comes out May fourth, twenty twenty one. Berkeley okay. Penguin Random House. It's a uh, Filipino-themed culinary cozy, and um, it follows the, the my protagonist, Lila Macapagal. You know, she's um, takes place in a fictional Midwestern town, and you know, it's the trope of you know, girl goes to the big city, can't hack it, so she has to return home to like her wounds, and you know, she has to deal with her family's failing restaurant and help them save it. Mm. 
Um, she reconnects with her high school sweetheart, but uh oh, turns out her high school sweetheart is now a huge jerk and a food critic who's been trying to get her family business shut down like on the regular. And then, you know, so she has to deal with that, her matchmaking auntie. And then, you know, her jerk high school sweetheart has like the bad taste to just die in her family restaurant. Like, <laughs> like, like how rude, how rude of him. Right. And so the story is basically her, you know, trying to absolve herself and her family and make, you know, and save her family's restaurant while solving this murder. I'm reading it now, read. and it's really, it's really, really good, guys. It's good. so exciting! <laughs> I will be looking for the advanced copy. And then I will buy it for all of my friends because that's how I do things. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I'm waiting for the cover reveal in a few weeks, right? Mia? Oh yeah, it is right. Oh yeah, and then there's going to be a cover reveal, and like uh, the opening excerpts should be up on Crime Reads, I believe, September 17th. Nice. Oh, mm-hmm. Yay. And Kelly, I know you're writing a new book. Yes. Yeah, so I have originally had a series, a cozy, like a lightweight, cozy amateur detective novel series that unfortunately my publisher closed. So before the third book can come out. Um, and so I decided to kind of pivot to standalones and to mm-hmm. pivot to a bit more serious type of domestic suspense. Um, so what I'm working on now, the working titles like a sister, if you read like Lori Rader day or Megan Miranda, it's kind of, those are the people I'm aspiring to be like, you know, um, <laughs> it's own voices. So it's a black woman, domestic suspense novel. And it's about this uh, woman who's looking into the overdose death of a one-time reality star that's found within blocks of the woman's house and it's actually her her own estranged younger sister who they haven't talked to in two years so it's kind of this sister trying to figure out why her sister was pretty much coming to visit her and then die before she got there so that sounds so good i hope it's good i'm I'm almost (laughs) done with it (laughs) yay yay i read an excerpt and it's it's fantastic i love You know, Kelly's voice, there's the, like, every, every few paragraphs, there's, like, that little snarky voice that just speaks <laughs> in. And it's so funny. I mean, even nice. though it's so grim, it's actually funny. And I think it makes mm-hmm. that even more scary sometimes. Mm-hmm. I can yeah. see that. I Kelly, I love your your two books that are out. And I was so disappointed when that whole thing happened with the publisher. So, so was I. And I feel so bad because it. Like, you know, nothing dies on the internet. And so there's a cover out there for it. There is a Uh, Goodreads page. And (laughs) I've tried so hard to get it down. And I have so many people messaging me. And I feel so bad, like, being like the mean person. They'd be like, no, it's still a file on my computer. I'm sorry. Will it ever see the light of day? I mean, I hope so. You know, publishing is so tricky where a new publisher doesn't want to buy a book unless they can get the rights for Mm. the, the other books, the previous books. And my books. The two books actually still sell pretty decent for my publisher, so I don't have my rights back. And I'm actually okay with them having the rights because it means people can still buy the books. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think it will be – I'll have to not have the – I'll have to get the rights back to be able to sell it to another publisher before mm. we can uh, get to get more Dana. Well, I know that my many patrons and friends that I have recommended it to <laughs> are dying to see it yeah. as well as I am. But – I can wait as long as there's another book from you soon-ish. I can. Yes, hopefully, hopefully this book you know c- comes out. So 
We'll see. I guess I have to finish it though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it'll be great. And I look forward to all three of you reading your books. And um, you know, I'm a in addition to writing, I'm just I mean, reading is just the thing that keeps me going, especially now. And um I know you are also talented and I just can't wait till they arrive. So I I'm excited to help promote your work. So anything we can do to help at writing block or even just on my regular Twitter, which has been a kind of a drama land the last week or so, (laughs) but maybe it'll get back to normal. Who knows? Um, But Carrie, you didn't tell us about your book. Oh yeah. Oh, (laughs) well, okay. So the story behind my, my, I have two books, Uh, the agent that I signed with, um, Lynette Novak from Seymour, she, um, we're working together on the second book. So because the first book I had a contract on, but it was crowdfunded, mm. um, I had to dissolve that contract. And so I could not put that book up for sale, but everyone still wants to read it. Okay. <laughs> so it is now like available for free, but you have to ask me for it like it's it's very complicated like Lynette said that I could give it to people and people could read it but I'm not allowed to put it up for sale and that so that was my how to remember that is just like a hot mess and then um the book I'm working on now is called the enigma variations and it is about a group of people who we're all friends in high school, and one of them is kind of like a code escape room app board game guy, and he sends them all on a mysterious quest to solve all these different codes, and they don't know what what he's planning for them. That's interesting. So mm-hmm. that is the book that I'm working on with Lynette, and we're on revision number six i think well, um, lynette, used to, lynette actually was a pitchworth mentor for a couple of years oh and was she, she uh, yeah and she used to i don't know if she still does it. she used to do freelance um developmental editing too yeah she's she has been great and she is so supportive of me we we were almost at the point where we would be on sub and then uh nicole who is a senior agent she said there's something missing and so we went back and we just completely deconstructed the whole thing again. And now we're adding the stuff that was missing. Oh, nice. <laughs> so it's, I'm hoping that after this last revision that we might be ready to go on sub, but we will see. Fingers crossed. Yeah. yeah good luck. Yeah. So I just want to thank you guys so much for being here and um, I will get this out to our listeners as soon as I can so that they can all hear about pitch wars and how they can join. So thank you. Thank Thank you you so much. Carrie, I just wanted to say one more thing. um, Oh, sure. That I will be co-mentoring in pitch wars this year. Oh, wonderful. So (laughs) with Alex (laughs) Segura. Um, Wonderful. So yeah, if any of your listeners uh, are interested in pitch wars. I can't wait to see what, I am going to be creeping on all your wish lists <laughs> and it will be much less pressure because I won't be applying. So I'm excited to do that. All right. Well, thank you. Thank, yes, thank you. you for inviting us. Thanks for listening to the Indie Writer Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and will subscribe to hear our future episodes. 
We want to thank the Writing Block community for the continued support. You can find us on Twitter or Facebook or at writingblock.com. No K. Remember to subscribe, share, and tell your friends. Thanks, everyone, and happy writing.